Hello, everybody, and welcome to Sing to the Lord, the podcast that breaks down how the Lutheran hymnody is preaching the gospel. I'm your host, Mason Van Essen. What you're hearing is the hymn, Lord of Our Life. Welcome back to Sing to the Lord. We are talking about the hymn, Lord of Our Life, and this week's gospel reading. You know, Jesus says, um, I have not come to bring peace, but a sword, but we have our two swordsmen here, uh, <laughs> Lars Olson and Zachary Brockoff. You know, the more we do this podcast, the more difficult it is to come up with a creative head <laughs> opening opening statement here, but alas... Here we are. Luckily, we brought our swords today, That's so you right. had, it came, yeah, it came right. naturally, yeah, right? Yeah, clearly. <laughs> and we're going to sing about peace in the hymn, so we'll really confuse the issue in right. a few minutes. Yep. <laughs> yes. Well, Zachary, yes, uh, Lord of our life, tell us a little bit about the the history of this hymn. Sure. Um, we actually don't know a ton about um, uh, why the hymn was written, um, but we do have a letter from the hymn writer um, who wrote to his brother, that um, as he wrote the hymn, what he had in mind was that um, a reference to what he called the state of the church at the time. And um, it may sound familiar. Uh, The church he described, um, he said it was assailed from without, this outside the church, and enfeebled and distracted within. (laughs) Things were not going well. Uh, We're we're getting uh, pelted from the outside with uh, what the world thinks, and um, inside we can't agree on much of anything. And so uh, these words of prayer, then he writes uh, in this hymn. And of course, in in this week's uh, gospel text, we we have a text full of really uh, seemingly difficult words to hear. Um, We're told, of course, to fear the one who can destroy body and soul in hell. And then furthermore, asked to forsake all things uh, for the sake of the gospel of Christ. And um, just that alone is like maybe Jesus has lost his absolute mind. Um, It doesn't sound too Jesus-like. (laughs) <laughs> and not not a good shepherd, and um, but in a way they 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 admit, of course, what we know about the world. Life is difficult. It's not it's not full of green pastures all the time with a good shepherd. Um, and so he's being honest in one sense. Um, and I think the way I found this helpful, and particularly how it might relate to this hymn, is that the church today, of course, can become distracted by many things. Um, including other idols, um, including the gift of one's own family, um, (laughs) which Christ addresses rather clearly. And so um, we pray first, receive our supplication. That's receive our our earnest, our faithful prayer, um, because we trust you are the Lord of life. Well, living and the dead, for that matter, as he's going to say, destroy uh, 
destroy both body and soul in hell. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, in this stanza, we're saying uh, you are the one who can do this, both destroy body and soul <laughs> and, and save us, bring both death and life, Jesus Christ. Um, and so uh, right there you have it at the outset. Um, yeah, I think, um, uh, you know, I think this is a very Jesus thing to say because he's actually saying, I haven't come to bring peace to this world, which would be through, um, you know, conquering kingdoms and, and promising like a politician that everybody's going to get, you know, uh, you get 40 car, acres you get of land <laughs> and, uh, and a perfect car and everything is going to go along smoothly. That's what this world, that's the lie this world keeps telling. Mm-hmm. Um, but Jesus is saying you can't serve two masters and uh, um, the new kingdom that's coming in is not going to be the peace that this world is looking for, right? It's not going to be what you're talking about, like kind of the easiness, but but the church is, has a history of trying to substitute the peace that comes in Christ's death and resurrection for the peace that we'd like to see in the world. Sure. An easy, smooth peace rather than exactly what he's saying here uh, and what this hymn is written for, uh, for those that are assailed from within and without. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's uh, it, it, we'll, we'll talk later about a hymn that probably more people will choose because it's almost written around this these passages, uh, this passage of scripture and picks up, but I thought, no, this one is worth singing um, because um, take, for instance, uh, stanza three, um, Christ also, the the word I left out that's particularly difficult is I will deny those who deny me. (laughs) Uh, We're also not um, taping that to uh, our car on a bumper sticker. Um, <laughs> some might, but I haven't. Uh, <clears throat> for those, those those that uh, are secure that they have chosen better than others, that is a good bumper sticker, right? It is. Uh, but they're not hearing what Jesus is finally well, right. saying, right? And the, and the third stanza says, um, earthly armor is going to fail us. And and that I'm sure that can be our our bodies and you know our our our, our being itself, right? We will eventually uh, die. But I think also all the things we construct, um, uh, in or place our hope, the the things that that we're clinging to, whether that's our family, whether that's our storehouse of memorized catechism passages, um, our good works, our knowledge, um, all of these things in temptation. Mm, that's not actually what the, the hymn is not praying to any of these things, but to Christ. Um, we say, grant us your peace, Lord. And um, this is weird, probably, in a time where Christ says, I've not come to bring peace, but a sword, as we talked about earlier. And um, But the hymn writer won't leave that alone. Um, it's, it's a, I've, I've often thought there must be a way, and I haven't figured it out, to connect stanzas three and four so that uh, you actually see that they're related. Grant us your peace, Lord, and then it asks specifically for peace in certain places. It's almost unfortunate the hymn isn't twice as long, so you can't think of that as you know one big thing, but it really is. Stanzas three and four go together. Um, it tells us where we need the peace, and it's a fairly comprehensive list. In our hearts, in the church, where kindred souls are raging— that I think is particularly useful in the context of family and division mm-hmm. um, in the world, and then oddly in heaven. So I think there's strange things going on here, 
um, that first we're praying for peace, of course, where Christ promises to bring a sword, but then also in heavenly perfection, God, we want peace, peace in your heaven. Well, uh, you'd think God has that pretty well under control. Um, but it tells us what the peace does. It says it assuages or lessens um, the, the difficulties we face, the, the, our most troubling circumstances. And here's how I think we can, we can hear that list right in a helpful way, that it's bringing forgiveness to us now to, to, and giving us a new heart. There's that peace that we're praying for. Christ then is going to bring the peace in the church, <laughs> actually, with the forgiveness of sin. Um, because it's the only thing the church has to give. This is this is the only piece it can reference, the piece that Christ gives. Forgiveness in broken, uh, it says kindred, but family relationships, that you can actually take this piece and say to, I mean, you don't have to be, you can be a member of any, any family and you can come up with some pretty despicable things that families do to one another and be able to take Christ's forgiveness into that situation <laughs> and say, um, I forgive you. Uh, uh, and Christ uh, forgives even these these sorts of situations. Um, that's that's a remarkable thing. And then in that peace, we actually have some comfort as war is raging all around us. And then finally, peace forever in heaven. I don't think it's praying that that um, uh, Aunt Betty and Uncle John are still quarreling up in heaven, and uh, <laughs> could we have some peace there? But finally, that you will have peace. Right. Um, so, so there's. Uh, it's odd to contrast these, but I think it's uh, particularly um, the the note about kindred and uh, uh, how all of this fits together. Uh, can be quite powerful. Yeah, I think you're right on that. Um, it is weird to say, uh, Jesus, give us peace when he says that very week, uh, I've not come to bring peace, but he's bringing a sword, which is to to separate you from all the things that are not giving you peace, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, that's actually what, what he's doing. He's, he's saying, um, I'm going to, uh, I've brought the sword to divide uh, so that uh, you'll have uh, nothing left holding you on, holding that you're holding onto, or that is holding you in this world. That you would have one master, and that's finally the the peace that he's talking about giving. Um, he's not talking about peace in this because uh, first you have to be separated from the evil of this world, sure, and be severed from that altogether, so that you can have this peace. But that's finally what this hymn is asking for, yes. right? Yes, <laughs> it is uh, calling for the peace that comes into our heart, not the peace that the world would give. That we would like to Jesus to kind of, you know, he's brought, he's bringing in the sword, not just the kind of a industrial smoother to make everything nice and and even. Well, and it's kind of, I think, because th- stanzas three and four are linked. That's clear when they're when they're set alongside each other, mm-hmm. right? We're asking for Christ's peace, and then in that context, you pray for these other things, right? Uh, uh, for what Christ can do, um, save uh, save body and soul <laughs> for yeah. us. So um, there's that. Um, in terms of, I mentioned another hymn that everybody will be running to, "Children of the Heavenly Father." Um, is really written around this passage of scripture. Um, there is a missing stanza, which we'll have to put in the show notes for you, um, about uh, the hairs on your head being numbered, um, which is, of course, a, a, a portion of this. Um, and, and of, of course, you can say in this context, um, your family members are close to you, but God knows how many hairs are on your head. So you think mom cares for you, but <laughs> look at look at <laughs> Christ. Um, and... Uh, 
that's actually included uh, in Children of the Heavenly Father. You ha- you'll have to do some digging, but we'll put it in the show notes. You should sing it. And then uh, further, the last stanza, I mean, all of them relate in some way, but I think the 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 final one is is interesting. We, we like to sing the Children of the Heavenly Father part and maybe around baptism time. But the final stanza of that hymn, though he giveth or he taketh, <laughs> we sort of gloss over that because the next part's nice. God, his children will not or ne'er forsaketh, right? Will never uh, let us go. But Christ now um, is the one who can kill and make alive um, body and soul. And so there's, there's, it's clearly written with this scripture passage in mind. And um, maybe if we're doing this in three years, we'll come back around and look at that one, but I avoided it for whatever reason this time. Um, it's, uh, it's really when the hymn should be sung because you can hear those words completely differently than, um, uh, than other contexts, uh, common contexts, I should say. Um, the other hymn you could consider is one we've looked at before, uh, If You But Trust in God to Guide You, which we, I think, looked at uh, back in Lent, uh, first Sunday in Lent. And um, uh, that, in, that in all of these difficult circumstances, um, Christ is the one uh, who, who, who holds us and, and has us uh, through all of this kind of time. So you have a couple options there, and there are more we'll list. So um, have fun. This hymn, uh, thankfully, though it's a slightly unfamiliar tune, um, is not that hard to sing. And if you assign the first stanza to somebody else, a cantor or a choir, um, it really works quite well. Thanks for joining us this week on Sing to the Lord. Check the show notes for Zachary's stanza-by-stanza commentary, as well as a list of other hymns we recommend. See you next week.